Welcome back. Good to have you. Hopefully you're enjoying your day. Time now to talk some uh, some fantasy football stuff. Our good buddy uh, Paul Charchian on the line from Guillotine Leagues. You can find his stuff there at Paul Charchian over on Twitter, taking uh, taking all your questions regarding fantasy footballs. We're starting to get down towards the nitty-gritty now with four weeks left in the season. Charge, how you doing, pal? I'm doing great. You can also, if you join me on Twitter, get into my spirited debate about Christmas Vacation, the most overrated holiday <laughs> movie of all time. Is it because he wears a bear's hat? <laughs> <laughs> that could That's reason enough, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I right. think that's fair. I think yeah. that's totally fair. Um, now it's it's you know comedies by and large comedies don't age that well. You know we remember them fondly. If you saw them as a younger person, you remember it fondly because it was all funny then, and right. you remember the gags. You put you put somebody in front of Christmas Vacation, and this was me a year ago. In front of Christmas Vacation, I've never seen it before. I had managed to get it, you know, to be this old and not have seen it until last year. I'm telling you, by today's standards, it is a grim-faced ordeal appropriate for a wake or maybe like waterboarding. <laughs> it's it's not good. Uh, you're right about the time it came out that it was hilarious and everybody loved it, and we were all thrilled by it because Vacation itself, the original, was so good. So when oh, that, that came was out, awesome. yeah, yeah, that was Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. Uh, European vacation was pretty good. Uh, Vegas mm-hmm. vacation was awful. Um, Correct. And, and the fact that European vacation, they were grown up, and it was completely a different cast of children and such. It was, you know, it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, that but. was, yeah, that was a money grab, and that was awful. Yeah, awful. Yeah, I just, yeah. you know, it, and the first one to me, legendary. Uh, in right. fact, let me just let me tell you a brief story on this. The first vacation. Okay. Party. I'm I'm in like middle school. And my dad comes home from uh, from a work trip, and he's got a copy of National Lampoon, the magazine, with him. And if you may remember back then, it was it was kind of a you know it was a little bit dirty, and it was a little bit yeah. you know it was pretty adult. Um, so he says, "All right, I'm opening the I'm looking opening this magazine to this story, and but you can only look at this story because the rest of the magazine is too adult for you. Uh, but read this, and it was the story." of vacation that would later get turned into the movie for vacation. Mm-hmm, right. And I laughed my ass off. It's so hilarious. And then it gets turned into the movie, which was even better. And the movie mm-hmm. was fantastic. Had, you know, so many, so many timeless gags in that movie, grandma, um, and all right. the other things. Right. Um, but yeah, the, so, I mean, I love the first one, Christmas vacation. Not good. Yeah. No, it's uh, the Christmas vacation. I watch because I watch it. And it's mm-hmm. it, it gives gives me joy, but yeah, yeah, you're right. But I, you know what? I'll say this: when they had it on for the 24 hours uh, about a week ago, I had it on just like in the background. It's like a and, it's like yeah. a bad football game. I just <laughs> I had to have it on. It, it was is. great, you know. Well, <laughs> I got. I mean, there's nostalgia. You know, if you want to tell me yes. nostalgic for it, I'd, I'd listen to that. Uh, let's see here. We do have fantasy football to get to, but, uh, one of the things that caught my eye, and I I got to admit, I'm starting to look through all the different, you know, the matchups and such, and for whatever reason, and then you said, wait a minute, Patrick Mahomes is a negative matchup against the Houston Texans, and I had to go, what? Dig a little deeper into that for us. Yeah, get this. The team that's allowed the fewest passing touchdowns, the Houston Texans. 
They're at .9 per game. I mean, who'd have guessed, right? You're one right? game Texans. Yeah, they are a problem for opposing quarterbacks one of two ways. One is their secondary is actually pretty legit. They've got some players back there. Um, the second part of it is that their run defense is terrible, so everybody runs. Um, now, the Chiefs aren't exactly channeling Priest Holmes these days, uh, but they got Isaiah Pacheco. He's going to get plenty of work in this one. And what we find is running games get paid, and the quarterbacks don't. Um, mm-hmm. they, it, even Pat, you know, Pat, you're going to start Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying you shouldn't start him, but you're, you're obviously going to. But, you know, even even quarterbacks that throw the ball a lot of times, I, I, quarterbacks that throw 36 or more times still averaging one touchdown per game. This might be settled on the ground like most Texans games are, and teams tend to get ahead, just run the ball against the, the worst run defense in the league. And Mahomes might have a, a lot less output than one might think when you're talking about facing a one-win Texans operation. Interesting. Interesting. Hey, one more thing, and I, d- I did want to touch on this too, uh, specific to kind of the notes that we, we, we you know we get. Uh, the, the secondary for the Minnesota Vikings, uh, and now again, yeah. the Colts, they're playing the Colts. But uh, you look at what uh, they were able to do to that secondary and the way they were able to score in Detroit and what Detroit did. Now, Detroit is obviously an up-and-coming team, Mm-hmm. But Minnesota was supposed to have shored all of this up, and they looked really dynamic early on, and now it's kind of like the Achilles heel has been exposed. And it's been exposed for a while, to be honest. The last seven non-Heineke quarterbacks to face Minnesota have thrown for 329 yards, 326 yards, 330, 307, 382, 369, and 330 yards. Oof. That's astoundingly bad. They've just set the they just set the franchise's all time record by allowing 400 yards of offense in five straight games, and so you know it's not a dynamic Colts passing offense, Matt Ryan. But you know what, I like him here. You know, Matt Ryan is absolutely startable. He's a, he throws to Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, uh, Alec Pierce. I mean, they don't sound like a lot, but neither did DJ Chark and. And um, Josh Reynolds and those guys lit up the Vikings last week. So, yeah, there's a lot of starters from Indianapolis against this terrible Viking secondary. And I don't have any reason to believe there's that it's going to get particularly better this week. Uh, I got one from Corey. It says PPR league flex position, Elijah Moore or Ken Walker. I don't think we can start Kenneth Walker tonight. He goes up against San Francisco. So he's got the bad ankle, although he's off the injury report. So, Maybe the ankle is 100% fine, but I worry a little bit about ankles with running backs. But it's all bad news. San Francisco ranks number one in rushing yards allowed, Bill, 57 per game. They're third in rushing touchdowns allowed, just five all year. They're first, number one in yards per carry. And Kenneth Walker, he had failed the top 40 yards in the two games before his injury. I don't see it happening tonight. I'm very nervous on him. I, I don't think you can start him. And, We'll go with Elijah Moore as he, uh, as he fills in for Corey Davis. Uh, Koopa over on Twitter says, Foreman or Dobbins? Um, I would go J.K. Dobbins in a very easy matchup with Cleveland. The Browns allowing the seventh the most rushing yards, the second most touchdowns to opposing running backs. You know, we saw Dobbins get a ton of work uh, right off the bat last week, and he'll continue to get goal line carries as well. He's my number 18 ranked running back this week. Uh, Mark, by the way, says uh, Romeo Dobbs coming back for Green Bay or Tyler Boyd in Cincinnati. Yeah, here, I, here's a why. I see, I see 
I see Dubs as the uh, Dobbs as the odd man out now with the Christian Watson's in. Lazard's not going anywhere. Uh, Cobb will still mostly be in the slot. I just don't see playing time coming for Romeo Dobbs. Do you? I think you're going to see playing time. I just don't know how much and how early. I, I'd take Tyler Boyd this week only for the fact that I don't know how much Dobbs, after coming back from the injury and being out for a while, how much time he's going to see. I would assume he's going to see some. But remember, he was starting to get the relationship even more so than Christian Watson before he went down with the injury. And then ba- basically they found Watson by necessity because they didn't have anybody else. So mm-hmm. I still think they'll throw to him. I just don't know how much. You know what I mean? Yeah, see, I, I think he's sitting on like two catches a game the rest of the way, and that's to me. I, I'm, I don't, I don't see. I don't think he's on the field enough. I don't think he gets enough attention the rest of the year, in my opinion, um, unless something changes. Now maybe at some point they decide to build for the future a little bit and let and rest Lazard some and, and give give Dobbs more more work, but. Uh, let me mention this about Tyler Boyd. Uh, he's got a finger injury. You'll want to watch that up till kickoff and make sure that that's okay. Uh, Jonathan Taylor or Jalen Waddle in the PPR flex position? So Jalen Waddle's been deeply, deeply underperforming of late, and so is Tua, right? So Tua's been, you know, mysteriously suddenly, can't, dude can't pass anymore. Going to Buffalo, weather could be a big factor there, by the way, in their game. They're talking about 25 degrees and potentially a lot of snow. We're going to watch the wind, which is a big factor potentially here too. Um, and Tredavious White's back. Buffalo's going to be a tricky out the rest of the way here. So I, I'd like to find some other, you know, if you got other reliable options, I might take it. I'm nervous about, I'm nervous about Waddle. who just hasn't really shown up much. Uh, the next one I got for you is, uh, this one is came from a question yesterday. Tua Purdy or Colt McCoy? Well, Colt McCoy's terrible. Let's uh, right. so let's talk about this. And the whole area, he's going to take the whole Cardinals offense down with him. He 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 takes the air <laughs> out of the passing game literally. He has the shortest air yards in the league at six air yards per pass. That's it. And by the way, this is him every year for the last three years. In fact, even worse, you know, when you throw that short, you just don't generate a lot of offense or big plays or touchdowns. Over the past four seasons, Colt McCoy has thrown. 300 passes. That's a lot, Bill. He has scored four times on 300 passes. Mm. That's staggering inefficiency. He's taken the whole offense down with him. We want no part of that. Uh, So uh, give me your thoughts on Tua going into Buffalo. Now, Tua, I know the weather is going to look like snow. Under 50 degrees, he has not won a game, and he's thrown two touchdowns and only in four picks. So is Tua even startable? I've got him as my 11th ranked quarterback this week. Um, it's, you know, back to back, as we mentioned, terrible performances from him. And I can't guarantee a turnaround here. It's, 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 it's hard to say that it's definitely coming. Um, Bills have been better lately, as I mentioned. Uh, they shut down Mac Jones and Mike White over the past two games and only one quarterback has topped two touchdowns against the Bills all year. And when Tua faced this team earlier, he threw for 186 yards and one touchdown. That's it. So I hope, you know, going into your fantasy playoffs, I hope, honestly, I hope you've got other better options than Tua because I'm, I'm nervous right now. Uh, this I've is the other one. 14th ranked quarterback. This is the other one. And James just said, I have Tua and Geno Smith. So both guys, oh I mean, Geno Smith tonight, he's got a really tough, mat- tough matchup against this defense. 
And, you know, it, 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 I w- would assume also Brock Purdy has to have a pretty decent game. Don't turn the ball over. Don't put him in bad positions to give Geno Smith the opportunity. But, boy, if you just had to take two starters, you know two is probably the better starter. But, boy, can you, which one would you take, one over the other? They're both in tough matchups. They're both in tough matchups. I think I would take two just because uh, because I think the, San, the, the Niners' defense is just so good. But, you know, that's part of tonight's game, right? San Francisco-Seattle. The NFL just walks into these amazing storylines like tonight. Geno Smith, comeback player of the year, left for mm-hmm. dead in the minds of everybody. You know, Seattle ends up, you know, starting him. And we don't even know if they really wanted to or not, but, you know, they shed Russell Wilson. They end up with a far better quarterback plus all the picks. And right now they're on pace to get, I think, the fourth pick in the draft out of that deal. And then, you know, Brock Purdy shows up, Mr. Irrelevant, and he turns out, oh, good, they – so good they rested him in the fourth quarter last week. They got so far right. ahead with Brock Purdy throwing the ball. And let me give you this stat from last week. I think this is amazing. Second quarter last week, Brock Purdy, Bill, he threw two touchdown passes outside the numbers and at least 20 yards downfield. Jimmy Garoppolo had two touchdown passes outside the numbers and 20 yards downfield in the last two seasons. Wow. Wow. Brock Purdy can play uh, a little bit. Yeah. Now, how much is it going to hurt him real quick? And I know you got to go, but how much is it going to hurt him without Debo Samuel for the next three to four weeks? Well, there's no team that's better. I mean, they're so well suited to replace him, whether it's George Kittle rumbling through the middle. Juwan Jennings, their slot receiver, is going to get a bunch, a bunch of extra run, and he's actually really good. And then they've got this um, for the runs that I think they'll miss out of Debo Samuel, who would run the ball four or five times a game. They've got this kid, Jordan Mason. Kid looks great. He's averaging five and a half yards per carry. I love him as a sneaky sleeper this uh, tonight. And he's going to get some extra work in this game. And they clearly like him as well. So that's another sneaky angle that people could look at uh, to capitalize on Debo being out. Charge, good stuff as always. But real quick, Jared Goff or Justin Herbert? Somebody just got it into me. Jared Goff, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's my number two ranked quarterback this week. Would love him against Tennessee. Good stuff, bud. As always, I know you got to run. We'll talk again next week, okay? Sounds great. Bye-bye. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's our buddy uh, Paul Chargian joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline and uh, giving you a little bit of that fantasy advice. Hopefully it helps, as always, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, do so. Also, don't forget, coming up at the bottom of the hour, we are going to talk a little betting. Uh, Ben and myself, we're going to be picking some of these games against the spread, and uh, I currently lead. I'm currently making a little bit of cash. So maybe if you want to continue to follow, hang in there. We'll see if we can't make you some. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Great Lakes Dragaway. If you got a speedster in your, uh, say, Christmas list and you want to give them something cool for 2023, get them a season pass down at Great Lakes Dragaway for the drag strip and everything, all the festivities and such that go on down there, motorcycles, dragsters, your own car, whatever it happens to be, go to greatlakesdragaway.com. That's greatlakesdragaway.com. Go have some fun with speed. Do it with speed. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You are out in lacrosse. You're doing a little shopping. Some snow's flying. You're feeling like you're in the Christmas spirit. And then you're like, what are we going to do tonight? 
Eh, don't cook. Head over to Buzzard Billy's. Good food, great atmosphere. You know, I love going to the bar. I sit at the bar whenever I go there. Sit at the bar, maybe at the end of the bar, and uh, grab one of the uh, one of the tap beers. Get myself a meal. Then later on, after you get done, you want a little dessert. Uh, you don't eat the dessert. You go upstairs and drink the dessert. It's one of those good martinis at the Starlight Lounge. Great place, Buzzard Billy's. And don't forget, they support the veterans that uh, we back so much right here in the state of Wisconsin. Which, by the way, we have a nice announcement coming up in January. I want to let people know that. Keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, uh, we're going to... Got some cool things going on, but uh, Buzzer Billy's fantastic place, great people, right out there in La Crosse, Wisconsin. So if you're heading out, you're heading downtown, you're gonna do a little shopping, heading over to the Briar Patch, maybe grab some cigars for the cigar lover in your life, heading over to Dale's Clothing, or heading over to the jewelry store, heading over to the chocolate factory over there, whatever it happens to be, the little confectionery place. I love those places. Love walking around down there. But uh, stop over to our friends and see our friends at Buzzer Billy's. Good stuff. Good people right there uh, in La Crosse. Uh, 877-867-1670. This one is from Marcus. He says, don't we feel as a Packers nation that Aaron Rodgers has to be the leader of this team? Let me ask you this unit. Does it feel like Aaron Rodgers has been a leader or a detriment to this team? That's a great question. I love it when people bring thoughtfulness question wise to the program. And it's a great question because, if you look at it this way, Rodgers has, I, I had this discussion the other day, and, and you talk to players, you talk to agents, you talk to you know people behind the scenes, and it's text usually, it's, you know, but you ask, you know, how, how is it? How, what, you know, what's your guy saying? And there are some guys some guys that have said, you know, look, they know Rodgers is a Hall of Famer. They know he's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. No doubt. It's not like there's a detriment there. But there's some guys that are kind of like, you know, lately it's been do as I say, not as I do. And when you're getting paid $50 million and they're looking at you going, dude, you are making all the cash. You've got the ear of the GM. The coach is kissing your ass. And you don't want to do, you don't want to be here in the trenches with us. We know you're good and we respect your, your, your mad skills. But there are some guys that are looking at Jordan Love going, once he plays, we got his back. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll die in that mountain for him because he's in here with us. And I didn't really see that coming. You know, um, so to answer your question, if Rodgers is doing anything and everything to lift this team, and I said this a while ago, I said to be a leader is not to stand on the pedestal and preach. It is to get into the mud with those you're trying to lead and lift them up. That's it. great management. Doesn't matter if you're a player on a field or a manager in an office or a company. Great managers do that. You have to understand what it is the people, I don't want to say that are beneath you or below you, but people that you're managing are doing and what they're going through. So you understand when they complain, they're not just complaining. They're trying to be better at what it is they do. You have to understand it. So I, boy, 
If Rodgers is on and he's leading and he's high-fiving and he's praising and he's not, you know, he's not going Tom Brady and just screaming at anybody to, to, to scream and, and, you know, not pointing out the head coach and throwing, you know, yeah, can it happen? Can, can he be the leader? Absolutely. Yeah. But that, that's, a, that, that's a question that makes you think. You know? That's a question that makes you think. And I like that. I really do. I like that. Because I had to really think about that. Because your first answer is, oh, hell yeah. But it's like, no. <laughs> Excuse me. Wait a minute. No. Some of the rumblings you hear is, eh, you know, he's... He's more talk than he is action right now type of stuff, you know, and I'm not saying that, that it's, it, that's the overwhelming concern. I'm just saying that there's a little bit of that notice of, you know, why isn't dude getting out here with us? Why is he doing this with us? Why does he say, you know, hey, I'll come in and do it when it's, when it's better? Why not get better with us, you know? So I, I, I get it. I understand it. Let's go to the phone calls. Let's go to Scotty listening to us in lacrosse. Scotty, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hi, Bill. Uh, quick trip cigar smoker with you a couple times. Yes, you the man. What's up? Yeah, I want to talk about the unfairness of the bye weeks. I don't know what week they start, but now the Packers have played, uh, what, 13 games, and they finally get a week off. I don't mm-hmm. know when it starts for the other teams. But my suggestion is why doesn't the NFL play the first nine weeks? Everybody takes a week off. College football can schedule Friday, Saturday, Sunday, conference championship games and then the nfl comes back the following week to finish up their eight games i uh i now here's one thing the packers chose not to take a bye week after london that was their choice and i think they regret it now to be honest with you so the packers had a choice when to take it and they turned it down they waited until later in the season so they could have taken it they didn't that's on them. I, you know, I don't know what methodology the NFL uses specifically for when and who is going to take a bye and when and why, or what they even prefer. But the Packers, I do know, had a choice uh, to to be able to do that, and they chose not to. Now, as far as the entire NFL taking a week off, that's been kicked around by the Players Association. But there's no way in hell that the Packers or I, I shouldn't say the Packers, the NFL is ever going to lose a week where there aren't any games and there isn't any revenue. I, I know they've talked about doing a whole week of just shutting it down, but that that's never going to happen. Never going to happen. How are they going to lose their revenue if they still play 17 games? Because they'll feel that a week without football will be a week that they're not putting their, their sponsors and such on the air. They just they don't want to do that. They, they don't want to lose that momentum in any way. Not that they will. We all know that because we'll all come back and we'll all be salivating for football news. But they correct, just do not correct. want to take – they do not want to take anything off of this continual week, you know, schedule. Once they get into games where, uh, where they're starting preseason games, they don't want to take anything off. They give the one week for the beginning of college football, and after that it's all NFL all the time, all the way through the second week of uh, February. Well, I, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered, but I think it'd be a great yeah. idea for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday weekend of college football conference championships, which is going to lead now to, of course, 12 teams in the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I just uh, I know the NFL just flat out doesn't want to give it up. That's, that's all, all right, they're guys. saying. Yep, appreciate it, man. Whether it's right or wrong, I, 
I, we can argue that, you know, that's no problem. It just depends on your opinion. But I know what the NFL doesn't want to do. They don't want to give up a week. They don't want to say, here you go, we're going to give it up. I mean, it's, it's, they don't play on Fridays now out of the, quote, respect for Friday Night Lights. They've always said that. We want to leave that to the locals. We want to leave that to people going out and seeing their kids and blah, blah, blah. That was always going back years and years. Going back to even Paul Tagliabue. Uh, when he was the commissioner, he just said, we're not going to take away from the high schools, from the families and all that kind of stuff. They never wanted to do that. There was a talk about doing it when they were expanding the uh, the, the schedule then. Uh, but they just they didn't ever want to do it. So uh, I get it. I don't know if I agree with all of that, but it is what it is. Oh, they can go schedule um, over college football in the regular season, though. They can give them weekends because those games won't matter once they get to the 12 yeah. team playoff. Right, right. <laughs> um, now I know Pac fan says, well, they don't do that because they don't worry about games on Friday nights with preseason. That's August. That goes through the end of August. Some schools don't even play until that first weekend in August. You lose one Friday night. That's it. But the rest of it, they don't do it. That's why they don't schedule it. Regular season games. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to do so. Uh, 877-867-1670. When we come back, going to make some picks. Going to look at some spreads. And I'm going to give you a, a couple of locks. Ben's going to give you a couple of his locks. And then uh, we'll all reconvene next week after uh, you and I have either made money and or lost money. That's kind of the way it works. Good stuff. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. They're closing early today. Closing early today at 3 o'clock. So they're going to shut it down. Sorry for the late notice. You got some tastings and private stuff going on. But they'll be back at it again this weekend for sure. But, uh, hey, that doesn't mean you can't go to your local grocery store, liquor store, wine store, whatever it happens to be. Look for it by name. Go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. And uh, check out all that they have to offer. By the way, the, uh, the Pinot Grigio Hot Mess was a huge hit at the party this past weekend. Just an FYI. The... Uh, the girls went through, uh, I think, five or six bottles of that stuff. So keep that in mind. Uh, the Merlot was good, too. Uh, we had some local wines. We had uh, some national wines. But uh, believe me, the Forgotten Fire Winery stuff, when people walk through the door and they say, hey, this is what you talk about all the time. And I said, here you go, try it. They're like, this is good. I said, that's what I've been telling you. So there you have it. People saying, yeah, oh, yeah, there you go. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. stop in see my buddy paul roberts uh, i think tonight is uh it's not al capone roast night tonight i think it's tonight's al capone sausage night tonight and uh, what i'm thinking of doing is i got a little bit of marinara and you you grill up some of the alcohol and i am going to do the grill you grill up some of the al capone sausages and then you get yourself some parmesan cheese you grill up the sausage put it on a plate maybe in a little bowl Throw in some of the marinara and then grate some Parmesan cheese over it. Oh, my God, it's so good. So good. Tonight, 
Head down to Robert's Specialty Meats. I would say you should do the same, whether you're ordering your Christmas ham or just uh, grubbing down like you're going to the electric chair later like I'm doing tonight. Uh, there you have it. That's our friends at Paul Roberts and Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha. Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha. Sunset Grill in uh, in Waukesha. Or Sunset Grill. Sunset uh, Drive in Waukesha. And uh, tell them we said hi, but go to robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. That's robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. And, uh, and, and tell them we sent you. You know, tell them uh, we sent you down there and uh, order it up. Uh, the, he is your hometown butcher. Time now for Ben and I to simply make you money. How we looking? Ben, I'm going to let you go first, man. Oh. Time now to pick pick with some spreads. Here we go. Well, you did that last week, and I went 2-1, so maybe it'll work. There you go. The problem is the first pick I'm going to make, people aren't going to like. But as I said last night... I have one of those gut feelings about the game coming up tonight in Seattle. We haven't had a big-time Seattle night game crazy environment in a while. I think Brock Purdy stinks. I think time will show that it's it's not going to be all perfect like it was last week against Tampa. Seattle's three-point dogs at home, and I'm going to take them. Sorry. Do you know? That uh, the teams that the Seahawks have beaten are 31 and 46 overall. Eh, uh, not beating good teams. Oh, you play who's on your schedule. You're right. Hard to win in this 46. league. Teams that, uh, teams that are better, they're not beating. Maybe they just wanted Four, it more. 49ers, 9 and 4, but they're 3 and 3 away from Levi Stadium. But uh, give, with San Francisco only giving three points. Uh, I I am going to take the four. I'm going to go opposite you. I'm going to take the 49ers, and I'm going to take the 49ers to cover on the road tonight. Maybe it's just because of a little wishful thinking, too. But uh, tonight it's going to be 40 degrees. Brock Purdy, I know he was, you know, nicked up coming into this thing. Uh, they still expect him to play. Uh, but without Debo Samuel, but you heard uh, charge a little while ago, look, they've got enough weapons, and that defense is going to eat up Geno Smith. Should be a good night tonight for the 49ers. I'm taking the 49ers on the road. They are the play tonight. Grab them. It's a little little lock fight on our hands here. There we go. I think it's our first of the year, maybe. Uh, okay. My second pick. It's a team I cannot quit. I, I cannot quit taking them. It hasn't worked out until last week, frankly. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are four-point dogs against Dallas. I hope Dallas loses what would be funny is if they lost in the NFC title game again, but that would not be as funny as if they just collapse and completely implode down the stretch of the season. So I, do I really think this will happen? No, this is a complete uh, bet with the heart situation. I hope the Jaguars keep it close. Uh, that's a game that I would agree with you on. Uh, I, I would, I would grab the Jaguars. I think that's a lot of uh, Vegas picks too, right now that the Cowboys are ripe for a fall. Uh, but I am going to go to snowy Highmark Stadium, Orchard Park, New York. Coming up on Saturday night, two to four inches of snow are supposed to fall that afternoon and into the evening during the game. Tua has never won in temperatures less than 50. Tua is two touchdowns and four picks in temperatures less than 50. 0 and 3 is Tua. And I think Buffalo is going to roll at home. And that is going to piss off the Dolphins come Christmas Day when they're going to face the Green Bay Packers. But they are going to lose. They're going to go to 8-6. and six. Bills not only win, but the Bills cover at home. 
They go to 11-3 and three in the AFC. I'm taking the Bills at home with seven, giving up to beat the Dolphins. Good pick. Good pick. I agree with go. that one. Thank you very much. I really wanted to close this out by picking the Giants plus four and a half. It's Sunday night football, and I hope it's going to be a tie because that would be hilarious. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that because I, I don't think the Giants are any good. I think the Commanders can get that done. My last one. The Lions are at the Jets, and the line has moved to Jets minus one. It was even last night. I just, I'm buying what the Lions are doing. I Mike White got absolutely destroyed last week, and this Lions defense is playing a lot better than it's played to start the season. So I think they could heat up Mike White a bit, and the Lions offense has been high-flying all season. That hasn't been the issue there. So I think they can go on the road and beat the Jets and keep the momentum you mentioned team and the Packers maybe being uh, sometimes soft, like the head coaches. The Lions are are battling. No matter how many times they lose, you feel like they have bought in a hundred percent to what Dan Campbell does. So I I like them on the road. Uh, I have got the Carolina Panthers and the Pittsburgh Steelers coming up in Carolina. There now, Carolina is coming off of the big win over the Seahawks. They've won two in a row. They beat the Broncos 23-10. They beat the Seahawks 30-24. They're running into the Steelers. And in doing so in this uh, upcoming contest, they are uh, they're given 3 points. Carolina favored by 3 at home. No. With TJ Watt on the field, the Steelers are giving up less than 19 points per game. Off the field, 24 points per game. T.J. Watt's healthy. The defense is good. Bank of America Stadium is going to be rocking and excited for whatever reason. But the Steelers getting three will get the win on the road in Carolina. Book it. I'm taking the Steelers to get the win, and I'm taking them with the points too. So not a bad way to go. Yeah, you got to think they're excited there in Carolina. NC State hired Robert and I from Syracuse to be the offensive coordinator. (laughs) Okay. Former uh, Virginia OC in 2021. The other thing I was good. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. He he was good with Brennan Armstrong, who might come to Wisconsin. (laughs) I tie all these things together. You do. Um, The other game that I would have taken, I, after that horrific performance for the Buccaneers, uh, on the road, and I, you know, it's like people at this point in time are just begging to have the Buccaneers put out of their misery because it's just, it's just bad. Uh, then now they get the Bengals, they get, uh, they get, you know, Jamar Chase and company, and T Higgins, and they get Tyler Boyd, and the P Ryan and Mixon are both healthy now, and they get Cincinnati, and Cincinnati's given three and a half. It's almost like that's a that's almost too easy to take. With Joe Burrow and his 27 touchdowns, he's closing in on 4,000 yards. He's what uh, 285 yards or 380 or 315 yards away from 2,000. I think is what it is, if I read correctly. It's almost like that would be the one to take. But here's the other question: Did you see that? Uh, now Gronk said that if Brady wants to go back to New England and his career, he will. Did you see that? I did not. I, I saw it being thrown out there by some people. I can't imagine. That now Brady, there's a lot of talk about Brady playing again next year, you know, and and that's assuming that he he's going to play. I I can't see it. I I think he's sitting making three hundred and fifty million dollars in a broadcast booth somewhere, being an analyst. I, that that's what I see. 
Oh, he I, needs I, the money given what's happened to FTX right? and, and Mr. Uh, Mr. Scam. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking he is in a broadcast booth that he is not on a field next year. But there is this talk. I put it out earlier on Twitter and I said, you know, hey, if you're a Patriots fan, do you want to see him come back and end his career with you? And I was really kind of surprised by some of the reaction. Uh, a lot of Patriots fans are like, oh, my God, that would be great. It would be storybook if he could win a championship and walk off after that. At 46 years old I, I, and at the expense of Mac Jones and company, do you think Bill Belichick wants that? I, You know, uh, the Kraft family would love it. Monetarily, it would be huge. It would, but, but does Brady really want to go back and play in the cold? Does he want to go back and play in New England and play for Belichick and Act, you know, act like everything's kumbaya. And, oh, by the way, Matt Patricia be your offensive coordinator. There's no way in hell that's going to happen. Oh, the team's no just way. not that good. Well, that too. But I would think about Miami I, first. It'd yeah, be weird, I, but I think about the Jets. I well, There you go. They've talked about New York. They've talked about San Francisco. They've talked about some other, other teams. Oh, put them in if San Francisco. If indeed Fran. he wants to come back. But I don't want to see I, – I, I, I've had this conversation before uh, with people, but I, I got it. You know, Wayne Larrabee and I one time were talking, and Wayne said, you know, because he watched Walter Payton at the end. He watched Michael Jordan at the end. They just – you just feel that you can still play. You know, Jordan felt that he could still play. Even probably today he feels he could still play. It's just the great ones just don't want to give up the competitive nature. They don't want to admit that they're not that good anymore. And so there might be something to Brady wanting to come back, not necessarily for the money, but because he just feels he can't. Like, he's just that good. I, I Certainly the mind, uh, he could probably read a defense with the best of them, but the skill set, I just don't see that, man. So, look, I, I, it's just something they're talking about. It's out there. But I can't imagine Tom Brady – coming coming back for another year, and I certainly can't imagine Tom Brady saying, yeah, let's go to New England. Let's end our career back in New England. I, I just I, I can't imagine that. 877 uh, 1670 Hey, our friends over there at Quick Trip, they've got Quickmas going on right now. Oh, enjoy some Quickmas. They've got deals on gallons of milk, half gallons of milk. As a matter of fact, I'm going there after the show today to pick up some milk. Got to. Go through it pretty quick here at the house. That's always the the, the bedtime, nighttime thing. So love Quick Trip in so many different facets, whether you're stopping in and picking up a five-hour energy, uh, whether you're stopping in picking up milk, bread, bananas, whatever it happens to be, or maybe heading to the beer cave. It is awesome. And do not forget, still, with four weeks left in the season, the opening drive contest is still part of your uh, daily routine. Just stop in, type in your quick rewards card, get some gas, you're good to go. You could be a uh, opening drive contest winner. And if the Packers, uh, for each yard garnered, you get 10 bucks. And if the Packers uh, score, it could be up to 500 So good stuff from our friends over there at Quick Trip. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. Come back. More of the Bill Michael Show now. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have three days of practice sessions to get ready for the Rams today through Saturday and then a walkthrough on Sunday. Last night, the team activated their big backup offensive tackle, Caleb Jones. He's been on the illness reserve list battling mononucleosis. Rookie wide receiver Romeo Dobbs is back at practice. Dobbs suffered a high ankle sprain on the first play of the game in Detroit back on November 6th. Will he be ready for Monday night? Um, yes, I'm fully expected to play Monday. Went full speed on it today. It felt great being able to plant. The Rams have a new weapon to watch out for. Number 15, Tutu Atwell, a second-year wide receiver with 4'3 speed, just five foot nine. Atwell says he's the one that drew away the safety that helped Van Jefferson get single coverage on his dramatic touchdown catch to beat the Raiders last week. Uh, Coach McVay called um, four verts place. Um, Van had a go ball. Um, it was too high safety, and the safety rolled down to cover me. And it was just one-on-one with Van, and I just seen the ball in the air. And I just already knew Van was going to get it and run up under it. So when he caught it, it was just like, let's go, man. So and we was all inside. I was happy for him, and it was a great game. Three of the four Packers' remaining games are here at Lambeau. They need to win them all for any hope of a spot in the playoffs. Packers safety, Adrian Amos. Just, just a must win. I mean, we, we've won games in a row before. It just hasn't been the, the pressure that we had to. But, like, you know, these past couple of years, you know, we strung off, you know, what, six, seven, eight-game win streaks and before, and then, like, why can't we now? That's Adrian Amos. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Ballpark Commons down in Franklin, Wisconsin, 57 bays on three stories overlooking 250-yard long turf. And, yes, they're open today. You can stop in and experience the, the premier entertainment facility right now in Wisconsin. Huge. Lux uh, features climate-controlled bays. Uh, They've got heat on, so no worry. Blast down on you. Uh, and such, and you can do it for parties, you can do it for a group gathering, you can do it just with a bunch of friends if you're looking for a night out. How about the Enchanted North Pole? It's right now at Lux. Open Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all the way going up into this, uh, December 25th through December 24th. And they got hot cocoa, brunch, dinner. Mrs. Claus is going to be there. Santa's going to be there. Phone ops are going to be there. Uh, they got an honorary diploma you can get from Elf University. You can build toys. I mean, there's so much to do. Go to EnchantedNorthPole.com. That's EnchantedNorthPole.com. That's with Rock Ventures down in the baseball commons in Franklin. You can't miss it. There's so much down there. It's a place that uh, the Milkmen play and the Lux Golf, like I had mentioned, and so much to do down there. But get down to EnchantedNorthPole.com. That's EnchantedNorthPole.com. Dot com Again, EnchantedNorthPole.com. And it's just a, a, a terrific place. It's just grown and grown and grown. So there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Coming up after the top of the hour, head coach is back. Maybe he's got energy. Maybe he's got that pep in his step. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up after the top of the hour. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and we'll get back into some of this other stuff as well that we've been kind of discussing. So by the way, uh, if you have not seen it, the Chargers, I'll retweet it because the Chargers, play, it's, it's fantastic. Austin Eckler is is solid, okay? There's no doubt about it. But they, <laughs> it's almost like a, I, I, there, I just retweeted it if you haven't seen it. It is almost like it's a, uh, a, a political ad to get Austin Eckler into the Pro Bowl. 
And it's basically it says NFL doesn't want to see you this see want you to see this because big colleges have ruled the NFL and he's not a big college guy he's a blue collar guy all that kind of stuff it's a really cool cool spot I just retweeted it if you follow me on Twitter you can go and take a look at it you got to turn the sound on but it's kind of cool kind of cool so we got another hour coming up stay tuned you're gonna hear from Matt Lafleur Packers head coach that's coming up next on the Bill Michaels show. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.